the key thing to watch out for is you're no longer sweating. So your body has lost that ability to keep itself cool and that should get your attention. The other thing with heat stroke that is dangerous and also should be kind of that sign that you're probably in some trouble. And the hard thing is you may not recognize it in yourself, but your brain begins to not function as it normally will. So you have an altered level of consciousness, some confusion can be as severe as a seizure. Life is complicated, but getting healthy doesn't have to be. Welcome to Enlo Medical Center's podcast, Health Matters. I'm your host, Daniela Contreras. Listen to experts and everyday people share real stories and resources to improve our health and well-being. The heat is on. These warm days can bring about many adventures as families venture into the great outdoors, but they can also pose a threat. Every year, several people suffer from heat-related illnesses, such as heat exhaustion and heat stroke. But what are these conditions? Who's most at risk? And when should you see your doctor? Hi, everyone. I'm Daniela Contreras. I'm here with Jenny Humphreys and Los Chief Flight Nurse to talk about this and more. Jenny, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So first off, it's hot. How common are these heat-related illnesses in our area? You know, our area gets pretty warm, as everyone knows, in the summertime. And so it's not uncommon, actually, to have heat-related illnesses. Not always that result in hospitalization, but we spend a lot of time outside. And so with that exposure to the heat comes sometimes a little bit of heat exhaustion and, in worst cases, heat stroke. So tell us, what is heat stroke? So heat stroke is the more severe of the heat illnesses, and it actually can be a life-threatening condition. It's when our body loses its ability to compensate and some of the, the cooling measures that our body has intrinsically begin to fail. And so once we've lo lost those compensatory mechanisms, it begins to make us sick pretty quickly. So now that we know what heat stroke is, what is heat exhaustion? Heat exhaustion really is our body's response to a normal prolonged exposure to heat or an increase of activity in a hot environment. So that's your excessive sweating. You might get a little bit of dizziness and a headache, but our body is doing its job by us sweating and trying to cool us. And the one is always a precursor of the, of the next one? Generally, yes, you have heat exhaustion, and if not paid attention to or if you don't recognize that, it can progress to heat stroke. And you were telling me they can become an emergency or heat stroke can become an emergency. How bad can it get? Heat stroke is a medical emergency and it actually can be fatal if not treated in a timely manner. So how are these heat-related illnesses treated? Well, heat exhaustion, the best thing to do is take yourself out of the heat if possible. So get into a cool, shady place inside if possible and cool liquids. Now, heat stroke, that is, you know, like I said, a medical emergency. When you find that you've been exposed to heat to the point where you've stopped sweating, you're not cognitively functioning as you normally would, nausea, vomiting, dizziness, headaches, you need to go to the closest emergency department because your at-home cooling methods, like with heat exhaustion, you come in, you might take off a lot of your clothing, put wet towels over you, maybe a fan to help with evaporative cooling. By the time your body has stopped sweating, that really isn't gonna do you the good that the hospital is. And so you need to get to the closest emergency department so they can more aggressively try to treat that heat stroke. And who is most at risk? Is it by age? I would say younger and older populations. So those, I think technically under the age of 13 or so and greater than the age of 65, also medically fragile people, regardless of age, are gonna be more sensitive to the heat. And those people that don't have the resources to get out of the heat. 
So our homeless population certainly in the summertime is at a high risk for heat illness because like those of us that can get into our car and turn on the air conditioning or go home and pull the shades and make it shady, use our AC, they don't have the opportunities to remove themselves from the environment. And so therefore they are at a huge risk for heat illness. And can you tell us again, what are the signs for heat stroke? Well, first heat exhaustion and then heat stroke. Of course, yeah. So heat exhaustion is gonna be your excessive sweating some dizziness, a headache, perhaps some nausea. Whereas heat stroke, the, the key thing to watch out for is you're no longer sweating. So your body has lost that ability to keep itself cool and that should get your attention. The other thing with heat stroke that is dangerous and also should be kind of that sign that you're probably in some trouble. And the hard thing is you may not recognize it in yourself, but your brain begins to not function as it normally will. So you have an altered level of consciousness, some confusion can be as severe as a seizure. Some muscle cramping can begin in heat exhaustion, but definitely get more severe in heat stroke due to an imbalance of electrolytes. So what happens if we think we or a loved one that we're with is having one of these conditions? Well, if you think it's conditions such as heat exhaustion, right, the excessive sweating, you've been exercising in the park all morning, or perhaps you've just been out in an event, a soccer game, whatever it is, for hours throughout the day, remove yourself or them from the environment. Cool them off cool towels, a fan that will help with evaporative cooling, cool drink, and just kind of decrease the activity and remove them from the environment. Now, if it's someone that is no longer sweating, they're becoming confused, they're vomiting, that is immediately should have your attention and be brought to the nearest emergency department. Obviously, if you're with someone, you need to bring them. If you happen to be by yourself, then that would be calling 911 so EMS can come get you to the hospital. And how can we prevent this? We're not necessarily telling people not to go outside, but how no, can they No, I mean, of course, outside keeps us very healthy with activity, both mentally and physically. And so it's just being aware, paying attention to forecasts, planning your activities, maybe during the cooler parts of the day and being aware of those in your family that might be in that more fragile, the younger, the older, the medically fragile, and limiting their exposure. So I would just say being aware and mindful and choosing the time of day in which you're out. Perfect. Is there anything else that you would like to add that I didn't ask you today? I don't think so. I mean, obviously, even if you think you're running inside for a minute and your kids or pets are in the car, that's absolutely out of bounds for a hot day because inside of vehicles gets much hotter than we expect much quicker. Absolutely. But just enjoy everything we have to ride around us to enjoy, but do it in a way that you can at least minimize your exposure and stay hydrated and just keep an eye out so that you can catch these signs and symptoms early. Perfect. Thank you again so much for being here, Jenny. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. If you have a story you would like to share, let us know. Email us at healthmatters@enlo.org. Let us know your thoughts about our podcast and what you want us to explore. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening to Health Matters. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe, give us a thumbs up, or share it with someone who might benefit from the information. Health Matters is a production of Enlo Medical Center.